podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Well, you're very welcome to the Boxing Review Show on Boxing Social. It is episode number two. Already well into this big run, aren't we, Ant? Flying. Absolutely flying, the pair of us. So, as it says on the tin, it is a Boxing Review Show, so we're going to have a look at all the weekend's action. But, of course, you know, a couple of days to consider everything and it, you move ever faster to the week ahead as well. So, lots going on, Anthony, and... Um, you know, we're going to have a look, obviously, at what happened at York Core, what happened in New Orleans, and, yep. and all the rest of it. We'll have some special little bits from you as well, as we tend to do. As you were rating everything last week, we'll do that again. And uh, But without further ado, really, and, and you know, like I, I like to do, give you the big introduction. We are in God's own city of Manchester, yep. in the, this beautiful studio the here, outset, and as we, you know, our new home here for this podcast. But you always have a busy week, don't you? So since I saw you last, yep. Again, I, I was actually working with you last Tuesday as well. Yes, we was in Felton, wasn't yeah. we? Ahead of the um, the boxer card, the Fraser Clacks. Obviously, yep. Adam Azim fight fell through. He was with us. To be fair, he was with us, and he was um, he was padding kids, some yeah, adults with disabilities. Job, no, he done a top job. He's great lad, and um, obviously Fraser, big Fraser, showing his face down there. But he was um, like a. It was a am- local amateur club there, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, but also people with disabilities. So, yeah, no, that was a great day down in Felton, was it? It was Felton, and just, uh, it was obviously, it was a tie between Boxer and the charity we both yeah. work with. Maverick Stars. Charity Maverick yeah. Stars Trust. So what it, what they do is basically every time Boxer have a show, we roll into town, you do your magic in terms of yep. you, you do your coaching masterclass and Boxer bring their talent along, if you like. So obviously Big Phrase, Adam Azim, they were there. And, uh, you know, the, the usual big hitters. And there's a Q&A, Spencer Oliver, yourself, with a Q&A. Yeah, with jumped the kids in on it this else. week. Yep. And then, we'll be back here now. Well, we'll be back in Manchester for the Manchester July the 2nd and, show, won't we? July the 1st, I think, isn't it? You could so be right. Yeah, so we'll, we'll be doing something similar again. So it's, yeah. a, it's a great community event. And there is a sustainable element to it because we always signpost kids that have never boxed before or are new to a gym and... And, and signpost them to clubs and everything else so they can get involved. So um, it, um, And that way, once they do make that little breakthrough and they realise that it's not an intimidating place to be in a boxing gym, they're usually the friendliest place, most inclusive places on earth. Yeah. You can go from like a, a, a little snotty-nosed kid to the WBA I, champion of the world. You can I, become a lightweight champion of the world if you I, um, well, you. Well, you can do. You absolutely can do. But I, I love that place where we was last week. Listen, I love walking into... Amateur boxing gyms because I say it all the time. I'm not. I'm not saying it doesn't go on full stop, but mm. I very rarely hear anyone say any kind of bullying goes on an amateur boxing club. I've never heard of it um, because obviously people would get found out, but it just doesn't happen. You see people of all races, of all ages. Do you know people different jobs? I remember some on the Instagram lately. You know, the a criminal could be in there and a policeman or a lawyer, but once they're in that boxing gym. They're all working away, everything's forgot about, and yeah, I do like a boxing gym. So it's a special day in Feltham, and you also paid homage to the great showman himself, because it was yep. the home place of uh, of who? One of your idols? Of one of my idols, I've gone to fancy dresses as the great man, it's um, it's the late, the very talented Freddie Mercury, and um, yeah, I went and seen the... Um, the, the, plaque. the plaque, yes, the, the plaque of Freddie. Do you know, to be fair, in Felton, there's not actually too much in Felton, but it was worth going just to see that. And they've got Witherspoons as well, haven't they, Dom? Which we, we actually had one in before we got the train back into um, Euston. It's always a good time for a Spoons. Oh, no, listen, it, it takes some, um, it gets some bad, bad press and stuff, but I think they're, um, they're unbelievable places. 
That's fairly said. The show must go on. So anyway, after yeah. the on Tuesday, you, you had a typically busy week and looking after your fighters again and doing yeah. business. And the fighters was sort of last bit of sparring for one of my fighters, Jake James, who was in an English title eliminator Saturday. Sadly, now that's fell through mm. because of um, medical queries. And this shows you the, the the side of professional boxing that I don't see. It was on a Steve Wood show. It was an English title eliminator against Darren Tetler and Jake's trade. It was it's a good fight, a real do you know fifty fifty trade fight. And um, I'm not saying listen, Jake looked really well, but I was well aware he was in a real fight against Darren. And I said it yesterday actually. I put a post out. It, Jake, I feel massively fogged. I've saw how his work, how hard his worked. Chetways was all good. It, everything was coming to the ball nicely. But I also feel massively sorry for um, his opponent, Darren Tetler. The fight's been called off once before, so it was this. It was it was an opportunity to get him back in that title frame. And I found out since he'd been offered a fight on a big show, um, I think it was on a matchroom card, for a lot more money than he was getting against Jake, but he'd already committed to Jake. And now he's left with Neva. Um I think, thankfully, Steve Woods kept him on the show. He'd probably only in a six-rounder, but so it's better than him not fighting at all, but... It's a tough sport this that time is boxing and people just don't realise it's um yeah, it's hard. So yeah, obviously I feel for Jake, I also it. feel yeah. It is, Steve, it's doing the business. Steve, yeah, and he was like I think there's a lot of been a lot of knockbacks with the board lately with medical queries and stuff like that and I know Steve would just try to get it on in around four weeks, but Steve Lillis, you know, is really realistic and just said there's there's no chance of that happening or next mm -hmm. to no chance. So yeah, now Steve's got to rush around, try and get a new main event, obviously. You saw that as well with the boxer card. With they've that's possibly lost the fight of the night with on July the first with Zach Chelly versus Mark Efren. Mark Efren defending his British title, so he's been injured. So, yeah, you wouldn't um, you wouldn't want to be a matchmaker in boxing. No, but before we get to the fights as well, it was Father's Day, wasn't it? A couple of days ago. So were you uh, yes. well spoiled? I was spoiled massively. Do you know what I actually got? Go on. Kinder Bueno happy pulls. I got a pack of five. That was yeah. That was me. I got a pair of socks. I'll probably take the sacks over the happy pose yeah. on, but yeah, that was um, that was my Father's Day gift. So yeah, rock and roll. I got a little bit more than that, but not a lot. You know, yeah, I mean, listen, we don't get spoiled like that. No, well, someone said like Father's Day, Mother's Day is like you know, top class meal, you know, free course meal. Father's Day, if you compared meals, it was something like plain food, wasn't it? That's how you, you know, how you judge them both. Yeah, Mother's Day, geez, yeah, they get spoiled. Maybe they deserve it more than you do. Of course yeah. they do. Right, well, let's get on with it because the breakdown is all about the fights of the weekend. And we're going to start with the biggest, I suppose yeah. it's fair to say, the most high profile fight of the weekend. He's a matchroom fighter. His first fight for matchroom, Regis Progre. Yeah. Back in New Orleans, as they'd say over there. He was headlining at the beautifully named Smoothie King Center. Yep. Against Danielito Zaria, who no one gave much of a, a chance no, to. He... This was meant to be a showcase from Progre. It was meant totally. to be all about him being devastating and putting on a, a, a masterclass for his fans and didn't quite pan out like that. It's, no, it didn't. Listen, it was a split decision. It was um, some people seeing it the other way and... There wasn't there wasn't much in it at all, and it was a frustrating night for Regis Progress. And I think in the first there was a possible knockdown. I think against him, but then in the third he scored a legitimate knockdown. He thought right, he's found his range now, and he just he never really did all night. And he I know he's trying to think a lot more since the Josh Taylor fight and become that boxer. But at times then he I don't want to say he's gone back. He's always been a fantastic fighter, but 
It was a little bit sluggish, couldn't find the range. And listen, the opponent was a lot better than Fort, and he fought mm. on the back foot. He frustrated Regis all night. Yeah. But I think what that did, it made a good few people in the division. Obviously, our own Jack Cattrall want that fight even more. But I think one thing you've got to give Jack Cattrall, no one has been calling out Regis Progress for for a good while. Listen, you've got to remember this fight with Josh Taylor, which was an unbelievable fight. It was unbelievably close. Do you know, yeah. it was it was that close. No one's been calling him out. You've seen his performances since. Jack was. So now, after weekend, even more so, mm. he's going to be But I now believe a few more would have come out of the woodwork who wasn't before that fight. Yeah, they have, haven't they? I mean, Eddie Hearn did yeah. mention Jack Cattrall, but obviously Devin Haney. Has yep, I've seen Bill Haney yep. on FaceTime to uh, with his son and having the conversation with Reeves. That That... Looks like that could be a real possibility, and He's you'd like a to see. Free agent as well, isn't he? He is, which makes it very easy, and I think it seems pretty common knowledge. You'd be surprised if he hangs around at lightweight to fight Shakur Stevenson, <laughs> which we called him um, straight away. And listen, we don't want to throw shade at Devin Haney because you know he's just fought Vasil Lomachenko. He's you know he's not he's not scared to take a challenge, but. I think he's sort of that and fought, and he's a huge lightweight. He's a huge lightweight, but I think no, I could be. Do you know, I could move up to 140 and um, be the man, but then obviously we don't know what's going to happen with Tiafimo Lopez, supposedly retired. Mm. Um, he's give up. He's I think I'm right in saying he's given the WBO belt up, haven't I? Yeah, but then there's some suggestions <laughs> he hasn't. So, uh, again, it's a, a bit of a confusing situation. It's, I think, the the personal life of Tiafimo Lopez is, it seems very wild. Um, the contract, the money he's asking for, mm. I think he took aim at, was it Michaela Mayer the other day uh, for having her on the for the punditry? I um, it seems wild. You don't really know it's a female Lopez. What we do know is a fantastic fighter, and it'd be a massive shame not to see it because now you've got a. He's just he's just beat the number one in the division or the Ring Magazine champion in Josh Taylor and done. He looked very very good in doing it. So a lot of people would have him top top of that pile. So if he used to walk away now, it would be a massive shame. But from our point of view, knowing him as we do, Jack Cattrall would be a very, very Jack. worthy opponent, wouldn't he, for that WBC belt? Ab- absolutely. And like I said, he's, he's been calling Regis out for yeah. a long time. And notice that listen, a lot of people thought he got the decision against Josh Taylor. A lot of people. So, Should have got the decision. Yeah. He, so you look at there and you think, no, he's, he's 100% deserving a shot. Mm. But it's just not many people seem to be calling out his name, which, mm. again... I think if Jack's not got a title, they're going to see him in, in the Who Needs Him club yeah. because I think we know how good he is. But um, listen, the, the Regis that weekend, you would give Jack more than a chance of oh, yeah, um, and you becoming a world like champion. Foley to Regis, but no, but being out of the ring so long as Jack yeah. was, and he was fantastic. And Styles make yeah. fights, and yeah, Jack Jack looked very good against Daryl Foley. Was like super determined, but then you could also argue he was made for Jack yeah. Cattrall. Yeah. So it'd be a very different fight with Regis. Like say you might have just been a bad night at the office, but uh, we shall see going forward who's there's there's a queue of people now wanting to fight Regis Progray. Yeah, the scorecards are interesting in New Orleans. Yeah, there was one one three one one four and then one one eight one oh nine. I mean, again, Zaria thought he'd won anyway. I I can't remember seeing a split decision like that. That you know that much difference in the cards. Mm. One judge to give. Regis nearly everything, and then one judge yeah. to go against him. It was, um, yeah, it was a crazy car, but I mean, listen, it probably was a difficult fight to score at time, but 
that probably needs a little bit of explaining, if I'm honest. Well, it was made, the point was made in the TV commentary that it isn't exactly a hotbed of boxing and that the referees are not as experienced no. in these kind of fights. But well, that's a situation that can't go on with Will Tyler. No, fights, can well, it? that's another one. So we've really just always there. There's, I remember in the WSB, Terry Flanagan went over there and one of my best pals, he went over to watch Terry. And he's like, well, he's, there's a few hundred people in this arena, he says. It's mad. It's in New Orleans. Mm. He's at New Orleans. It's, it's, what is it? Bourbon Street. It's a crazy Bourbon place. Street. Bourbon it's Street. Easy, Bourbon yeah. Street. It's like, it's yeah. just a mad party town. And yeah. then one of their own is fighting for a world title. You're thinking, what, you know, what better than go to watch him fight for a yeah. world title and then go out there? And uh, but he said that, and then I don't think he saw it again weekend. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he didn't. And it's like someone with his talent. How is he not getting the people behind him? And that make that's interesting. That because obviously him and Jack have spoke about coming uh, about fighting. Yeah. So if so, there's there's an arena a few hundred meters from here, isn't there? Like, would it make more sense to bring Regis over here? But then obviously. If he's going to fight your Devin Haynes, I'm sure they're going to think, I mean, you'd like to think that as well, but you probably think Regis, although he's a champion, will probably have to do a little bit of travelling. Yeah, and all the American fighters are making the trail over here, aren't they? Let's face it, they want to be here. It's the crowds, it's, it's everything that goes with it. You mentioned Michaela Mayer before. I mean, again, she, yeah. she wants to kind of almost establish herself Of here. course. And a lot of these fighters are like that. I'm Clarissa sure we're going to... Yeah, Clarissa will Listen, that was, that was the best crowd yeah. she's ever fought in front of. Yeah. And Michaela Mayer, I'm sure we'll get onto this mm. in a bit. But yeah, she might end up back here uh, yeah. pretty sometime soon. You've not boxed in um, that part of the world, have you? In that part of the USA? I've not, no. I've not I've not been looking to box over that part of the world. Maybe in like Texas and all that, but you've yes, not been in New Orleans. No, for that yeah. part of the... Um, I wouldn't mind sampling some of the bars around there. But I've heard it's, I've heard it's wild. I've heard it's absolutely wild. Yeah. But um, no, I've not been, but I just I just find it surprising like someone like him, a fighter as skillful, mm. talented as him, isn't selling in his own town. So hopefully that changes. I think he's lived away a long time as well, which... True, really never really helps. But on the same card as well, there's a bit of a shock because Ramla Ali, it's uh, pretty much gone her way, hasn't yeah. it, so far in her pro career. But she ran into Ulyssa Alejandra Guzman, who's, uh, well, another tough Mexican who didn't you know, understand the script. No. She, there you go. She didn't read the script. And don't you know, genuinely, I, I seen it and I seen the odds and I thought, that's crazy odds for Guzman. Yeah. Do you know, that's that's got to be worth a little bet. Just Although nearly everyone fancied Ramla Ali, you... Do you know, she got lovely skills, went to the Olympics. She got, listen, she's got a really inspiring story. Yeah. But I think in there, on the night, I, I felt like the jump from the level that Ramla Ali's been boxing at up to Guzman was just too much. And I believe that sometimes a fighter like Ramla Ali, and I heard like, I think Manny Robles, unbelievable coaching that, but just talking about staying in the pocket a bit longer. And I'm thinking, no, Ramla Ali's strengths are, you know, She's technically good. She's correct in and out. And, and certainly, I thought against mm. Guzman should have been the tactics. Because every time every time Guzman landed, there was a reaction. Yeah. And and I actually wasn't surprised when, when it, it, was, it was a big knockout to finish. And what I will say, and listen, it absolutely should have been stopped there and then. Listen back, that's a fast 10 count. I'm not in any way suggesting mm. she would have got up, but just watch that back. Yeah. If you've not seen it, I'm sure a lot have seen it. But, the um, whole thing was fast. She went to ground very it was quick. The whole like, thing was like Yeah, fast, it, was, it? it was one of the fastest yeah. 10 counts I can yeah. remember seeing. But it was, listen, it was a lovely left hook and yeah. she'd put her down before that. But there was, I, I just feel like she was just she was just too heavy-handed for Amelie. And she's talked about a rematch and running it back. 
but I think she'll 100% have to adopt different tactics. But I think she was on the verge and she was talking about world title fights and stuff like that. She's She's got a little bit of rebuilding to do now. <clears throat> well, Ellie Scottney would have been an obvious one, wouldn't it, down the line? Uh, very, very quickly down the line, you would have thought, but not now. Yeah, possibly. No, no. not now. And listen, you've got to credit where credit's due. Because mm. it was a great win for you. You could see what it meant to her as well. Yeah. Um, well, it's that old cliche. So you don't hook with a hooker, as they say. Exactly that. And uh, that's, she, that's, that's, that's exactly what Ramla did. And she paid the price. Yeah. Well, uh, in Australia, before we get to what happened at York Hall, there was, um, it didn't last very long. But Tim Tazoo, yes. it's, it's always nice to talk about Tim Tazoo because of his dad, Costa Zoo, and that, that night down the road with Ricky Hatton. Yes. Which was 2005, around this time. Yeah. June 2005. I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah. How many years that is now? 18 years ago. Good wow. God. Yeah. But anyway. Um, Lord. Yeah. So, I couldn't get a ticket that night. I was actually boxing five days later as in Germany. Um, when I, you know, an amateur team was yeah. going over there. So, But I remember Ricky winning that night, and it was just like, Everyone was just talking about it for days, the, the buzz of the mm. city and stuff like that. But yeah, wow, that's, that was that long ago. It was, yeah. Eight, yeah. Jeez. And I was in the, I was there that night, and um, yeah, uh, the the arena was chaos. You couldn't get a drink in there. You could, I mean, the, the queues. Were, I mean, it was just crazy. Yeah. They everyone Matt, had to be in at a certain. They point had to be in at a certain because point because to try of and avoid yes. everyone being too stupid. Yes, because obviously it was in the it was in the early hours. The fight. Yes. So it was. Uh, yeah, it was. It was it was hard work in that arena that night. But, but one of the anyway, great, once great the, once nights. Once the fights started, it was yeah, fantastic. Absolutely, it was a very very long night. But Tim Tazoo, anyway, he was in action against Carlos Acampo on the Gold Coast in Australia, and it's a seasoned campaigner he was in against. A very experienced man, but yep. he just ran at him. Impressive, and it's that it was very ruthless. Yeah, and I just saw a few people tweeting like, one thing it looks like he has got. He's got he's got the dynamite that his his dad carried. I yeah. think people forget just how good his dad was. He's yeah. listen, yeah. he's not as composed like you just said. Then he literally did at times. He just stuck it right. The first on him, round proper it? demolition. First probably. round went about it, yeah, in a ruthless way, and he just wasn't letting Campbell off the hook whatsoever. Uh, but one thing I'll say about him is he's improving dramatically. When I was seeing the ranking, and then there was talk of Charlo and stuff like that, I was thinking, no way. Mm. But but now I really believe it's a. There's a, there's a lot of people now who fancy him to beat Charlo. Obviously, Charlo's inactivity might look stupid. Those people doing that, but you're now starting to give him a real chance. So I remember, I was a good few years back, early on in his career, he beat a mate of mine, Denton Vassell. Mm, and yeah. um, it was just, listen, Denton was on the slide, uh, but he went over to Australia. And he said, he it's very, very hard. And how he's matured and improved since then. Mm. He's uh, no, there's there's a lot to like about him. It's not just, it's certainly no sort of father son gimmick. He's he's genuinely no, world no class, isn't it? Definitely no gimmick. Yeah. Uh, wasn't your other mate? I know you got many. Not, yeah. Not, the two, no. not just Denton, but I was going to say Liam Smith as well, wasn't he? Liam Smith him? has been linked that with him. Been yeah. A that wouldn't it? What a fight! Listen, might still. Putting an angry Liam still. Smith in the fight week as well. Wow. He just throw that in the yeah. <laughs> Liam Smith with jet lag and fight week. Throw him, yeah. in, throw him in at the presser. I'd like, I'd like Paul Smith Senior in Costa Zoo. Senior, you know, the senior as well. That'd be good. But no, what you're saying, no, listen, Liam and him would be a fascinating fight. And it was yeah. talked about for a bit as but well. Yeah, don't know anyway. It was yeah, and I, listen, I, I prefer Liam at middleweight yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Costa Zoo, just what final word on that. And obviously in the post-fight press conference when Ricky had, had done the business and won that belt and it was incredible drama and emotion and all the rest of it. And I think it was an American journalist asked him, did you not find it weird to be fine at three o'clock in the morning? He said, this is Manchester. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's the norm. <laughs> We fight every Saturday, three o'clock in the morning. But anyway, there you go. 
Now, York Hall on the Friday night, which would have been nice and breezy and air-conditioned, and in this, it's on the slide now, Honest. Wave, but it was bang on at the end of last week. Do you know what I say? Like, there's people in there, you don't realise. I think, listen, if you watch it back, you can see the sweat pumping off, not just the boxers, yeah. coaches, um, the Sky team. I know mm. Ben Shalom, he got, he got interviewed, so I was mm. in promoter of the event, and you could see it was pouring out of him. Yeah. And I say anyone who's been to your call, but on a summer's night, and a, I mean a hot summer's night, you will know exactly, or you can imagine what those boxes. There's there a swimming pool next door as well. Yeah, there's a baths. There's a well baths next door. Yeah, yeah, as well as yeah. the near thirty degrees heat it was wow. outside. Well, yeah, outside. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was a furnace, and I saw someone on. I think it was only last week. I was saying how it's one of my favourite venues in the world. Yeah. So I'm like backtracking a bit here, but someone made a point. On, I think it was on Twitter. I know Twitter, some madness comes out on it, but they put really? a little bit, yeah. But they, they put this, but then it's hard, isn't it? They was like, no, I, I don't believe shows should be allowed in the summer of your call. And I thought, he has got a point, but a British summer, like nine times out of ten, you're going to be all right in your call. But I've been, I've been in there when it's red hot and it, it's, it is unbelievable. I do believe it can affect performances without a doubt. Right. Well, that. Leads us nicely on to Big Fraser. We'll start with him because Fraser Clark in against Marius Farkin is yeah. a, a step up, a 10-rounder. Yeah. A lot was made of that. He didn't make any excuses as such for the performance afterwards. I mean, you know, obviously Ben Shalom was straight away saying, yeah. brilliant 10 rounds, fantastic, ready to go now, that's it. Fraser kind of looked like he was a bit knackered. Yeah, and, and, and listen, he mentioned the heat as well. He well, so all, all the, the fighters mentioned the heat. He the heat. clearly played a part in that. Yeah. And I, I believe it did. I believe it did. And that's not making excuses up for Frazier. Yeah. But I thought in, in every fight you could see yeah. that it was, uh, um, it was I, I know, um, although I thought she was very good, Caroline Dubois, every, every fighter on the bill mentioned the heat, just how tough it was. And I know it's the same for both. But yeah, listen, it wasn't a scintillating performance by Frazier by any means. Listen, you've if you look at the positives, he's got 10 rounds. And listen, there's a lot of people who who thought that was going to be the case. He was going to get 10 rounds against Vac. And listen, I'm not saying he doesn't offer loads, but he's a big unit. You're almost guaranteed rounds. There's there's very few heavyweights who you'd fancy out there to go in there and do a demolition job mm. on Marius Vac. So, but listen, it, after the old controversy of the Fabio Wardley, um, you know, pulling out of that fight, and so like, it, it wasn't the, the statement that Frazier would have wanted, like, mm. let's be honest. But, if you're looking at the positives, he has done ten rounds. He's he's ticked that box now, and now is he is he ready to be let off the leash well, for the British titles? That kind of thing now. Does that make that fight a bit easy now? Because you know, it, well, I don't. <sighs> then again, if you listen to the fighters, there was never an issue with the fighters anyway. No, it was. Well, I, listen. To be fair, Fraser after the fight, he thanked both Ben Shalom and Will from Two Five Eight mm. management team. Saying no, it was probably a blessing that I wasn't ready. So, but then other people's argument, what? So you think after? I think it was Eddie Ernestine on on Boxing Social actually. I think he said, "What? So you think those ten rounds have now got you ready?" Somewhat along those lines, not yeah. word for word. Yeah. And he does make a point because you know, for it, he wasn't massively impressive. But I do believe it ticking that box of doing the ten rounds. But is he is he now ready for title class or not? I I don't know. It's um, Fabio, he's been very smart on social media. I didn't know if someone was doing it wrong because I think he's, he's very sharp on it. But 
No, I think there's it all himself and uh, he's just he's been calling for it. He's been calling for, but now I just I don't know how that happened because I'm right in saying now that that can't happen for the British title. So I think if it was to happen, it it would have to be for somewhere else. Mm. Well, I think it's one down the line. It's not, listen, it's and it's also, it's not a fight that really needs a title and that's, it's just a very good no, but again, domestic fight. You've other options for Fabio as well, isn't there? Let's face it. Yeah, yeah, you've got to. It's incredible, so. No, very good. And um, I think there'll be a certain David Adelaide now. He's like, no, no, I've, I'm mandatory yeah. now. It's me, so we'll see. Yeah. Aaron McKenna and uh, Wisma Lima was one that we were yeah. looking forward to a lot because, yeah. again, watching Lima and the small holes yeah. doing... Incredible things, really, blowing people away, and very explosive, very kind of a, a very unknown fighter. Turned up from Portugal, originally from Angola in Africa. Yeah, again, just seemed to have something that could really trouble Aaron McKenna. And, and early on, he did. He won a good few of the rounds early on. Uh, very heavy-handed. I know fighters who've trained alongside him. They say unbelievably heavy-handed. Listen, there was there was quite a lot of fight, quite a lot in the game. who fancied the upset. Yeah. Um, and I know, listen, the bookmakers don't get too many things wrong. And there wasn't crazy. Listen, he was an underdog, but there wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't pretty short on him. Yeah, yeah. They've done the work on him. Yeah, they've done the work on him. But I think a lot of credit's got to be given to Aaron McKenna. He took that fight on late notice. Yeah. And he, he and would have known that it was a dangerous kid. Of course. Yeah. And and I thought he, he pulled away in the second half of the fight. I thought it was close yeah. up until around six. And then he started to pull away. But Lima's, Lima's an handful. Um, probably a weight below as well, but still. Um, I thought it was good. I thought a very good learning fight around McKenna. I know he's saying, and the team's like, oh, I can be so much better. Yeah. But I thought it was a, a very good performance. A very good learning fight from him. Yeah. Caroline Dubois marching on. Yanina. Uh, yes. Lascano, she had a down. Didn't I, she? It went the distance. Yeah. Lascano, um, very, very tough opponent. I think I thought it was a perfect opponent for Caroline at this point in her career. So I'm a big Caroline Dubois fan. I think she's she's not really put a foot wrong. Hmm. I think the only thing is with the opposition that needed stepping up and Lescano certainly provided that. And, you know, she asked her a few questions, but, and also she done very well to stay in. Hmm. So um, the final bell, but no, um, I'm not sure like say which weight, if Caroline's going to stay at lightweight, I know that was just over that or whether she's, she's talked about between 135, 140, you know, she says she's ready for any of them now. Yeah. And, and you would, you would love to see it. Well, I've yeah, got an eye on, on your girl, Rhiannon Dixon. Possibly well. have. She's got a comment. That has been mentioned. That has been mentioned. And yeah. yeah, that's um, that's obviously a possibility down the line. But and yeah. but I know the uh, they also mentioned Michaela Mayer on Friday night and um what a fight that would yeah. be. Yeah. You know, like see skills. She's very heavy handed, Caroline, especially with that right hook and um Michaela coming forward great engine on her I think she'll be much happier now at the heavier weight so if, if that does happen and you see him kill her quite a bit doing stuff with the boxer so you imagine it'd be a, a relatively easy fight to make if both fighters their camps are happy mm. it's um, that's a fascinating fight but yeah no she's she's on the verge of world titles for sure Caroline well one that I was very keen on seeing again was a fight that was stopped it was, it was bubbling up very very nicely at the and each has going in against Vidal Riley, who, of course, is yes. in it. it was a terrible cut and it stopped the fight, but it was very exciting while it lasted first time around. So they've done it again. This yeah. time, Vidal put on a bit of a show. Showed him. He's always said, people don't realise the amateur pedigree I had. He's obviously in that influencer world, yeah. if you like. Yeah. He's got the big following and all the rest of it. Knocks around with his KSI and all yeah. the crew and trains. That... Is it KSI's brother? And uh, he's very linked it's... with all that stuff, isn't he? <laughs> 
But he's a, let's face it. He can fight. Right, he's a boxer. He can he's fight, first yeah. First and foremost, a prop. That's what, right. so with, with Vidal Ryan, I think he's a genuine prospect. I yeah. really do. And I thought he was very, very impressive mm. on Friday night. Because And he's had, we've seen him before. We've worked on yeah. some of his fights on the um, small all shows. And he's an handful, mm. heavy-handed. And I thought, listen, the first fight, the controversy of that, and I thought, the way Vidal Riley went about his work on Friday night was very impressive. Um, I thought he'd give a fantastic interview after the fight. I don't know if he's going to get onto this regarding Tommy Fiore. Mm. Um, I did, and Tommy Fiore, I think he'd, he'd done an interview again. Well, I know Vidal Riley's interview was with Boxing Social, but Tommy Fiore had basically it said, you know, you know, Vidal's doing well, but I'm um, I'm fighting at world class level. Tommy probably got his words mixed up. I'm not being, you know, patronising and all that. He, he probably got mixed up or whatever. You know what? I'm I'm fighting pay per views for Dale Riley. and and for Dale Riley got asked about it, and he could easily have because he, he he comes from that world, but he's like you say, he's got the amateur pedigree. He just shut it down, and mm. I just thought it was a brilliant response where he just went, "Listen, I saw him saying about some of his fighting at world level. That's that's a bit wrong, but it's massively wrong. It's." He absolutely isn't fighting at world level, Tommy, but mm. he didn't, you know, when asked, oh, how would you like to fight him? You know, he's got the social media following. Soon. You never know. Right. But <laughs> he, he's, how do you feel about this social media following and stuff like that? And, and all he done, he just shut it down straight away. And I think in, when there's a lot of shit in boxing, mm. he just shut it down and just said, said it how it really was. Yeah. He goes, listen, why is he going to fight me at your call when he's fighting in front of arenas? For millions yeah. on pay per view, and that just shuts it down, and it just shows you he's, he's a genuine prospect who who's, could be doing a similar thing. Who, yeah, who could be doing a similar thing. And someone, I was someone who I follow on social media said, "You've got to put massive respect on that because he could." Could you imagine Vidal Riley on some of those misfit shows? <laughs> it would honestly, it would be, <laughs> it would be uncomfortable to watch because it'd be that one sided. And listen, some of the fighters on the misfit show they, they surprise you with his skill set and also i know he lost recently but salt papi he was a bit of a fan favorite and stuff yeah. but could you imagine vidal riley with with anyone i don't mean have to be a tag team in misfit, yeah, against him yeah That's what i mean it, it'd have to be a two-on-one it, it just set about a lot of him um and that's it and so he just shut it down and listen you know tommy like tommy's doing his own thing and listen the furies the very clever business people He's, and I said it. I actually I worked the Jake Paul fight. Stay on that side, and it's not being disrespectful. They know, like you say, and, and Vidal Riley said it. So is is he gonna fight? Try fight me in your call or some or is he gonna fight? Can fight your KSI? Try and fight yeah. KSI, a Jake Paul, which is a ten times well, easier no. fight yeah. for a few million. Yeah. It's just yeah, different, almost oh. different sports, Dom. I think Tyson's looking at that route, isn't he? He's to fight we MMA. don't know what. We don't know what's that. coming with it. We don't want to be talking about heavyweights at the minute, do we? Until there's something to get excited about. No. It's, it's been too boring and it's been too frustrating we, and annoying. And, you know, until, until the, these things are nailed on now, no one wants I, to know, do they? I think a, no, lot, I, a lot of fans have, have kind of just lost the pace. They're getting, they're getting fed up a little bit with it now. I know um, as Deontay Wilder, he's, he's signed with Skills Challenge. Um, Usyk has yeah. Tyson Fury. Obviously, there's been a lot of names being mentioned. 
Um, but still not, I'm, I'm hearing, is it this week, we, I think Eddie been speaking to Charlie Parsons. There's a deadline this week for Dillian White, Anthony Joshua, yeah. potentially in August. I think Dillian we wants just, a few quid, doesn't he? And it's, uh, yep. We've not, not nailed that one yet. We we just want to, uh, I think throughout the heavyweight division, domestically yeah. on the world scene, we just, we just want some fights confirmed. Everything's got to be signed, sealed and almost... And fight week before him was going to actually yeah. die into it. But hopefully, yeah, no, hopefully with the heavyweight division, it is really at, at all levels, it's, it's massively frustrating yeah. right now. And, mm. you know, fans are getting annoyed, but we want to hear something, hear something pretty quick. Yeah. Just to wrap through a few of the, um, obviously the fighters that were on earlier, uh, Chamberlain got a, a point. Yeah. Hassan Isaac, Hazim, yeah. Uh, again, just blew out. Ah, he looked very good. He looked yeah. very good, Hassim. Uh, there was Roma Fiore, as you mentioned again. Yeah, it's his second fight. He got a points win, but I think to be fair, the standout on the on the, the lower part of the card, if you like, was uh, yeah. Sam Gilly and Ellis Corey. Oh, what a, a beauty! A beauty of a body shot. Um, it <laughs> Corey could be heard by everybody. Yeah, uh, in there, there was no getting up from that. It was um, it was a beautifully picked yeah. shot from Sam Gilly. And listen, Ellis Corey, he's not. It wasn't sort of a run out for Sam Gilly where, you know, Ellis Curry had ambitions of his yeah. own. And, and listen, he gave a good account of himself. Listen, Sam Sam was winning well, but Ellis said give a good account of himself. But the shot, I think it was about 15 seconds from mm. the end. Oh, it was a peach. Yeah, and he did, you weird. He's a tough man, Ellis. And you heard the scream come out of him. So you can only imagine the pain. But yeah, English champion. And uh, I'm sure he'll be defending very soon. But yeah, no, someone to keep the eye on for sure. So there we have it. So that was the, the action from a few days ago. But. Again, these things obviously move on very quickly. There's um, again, there's action that we'll we'll kind of have a quick preview of later on. But in terms of other news, social media, we we like to keep abreast of everything that's going on. Obviously, Anthony, yeah. you're, you're never off the phone, are you? You know, no. you're constantly on there. I'm not swearing. Know what's going on? Instagram lives, yeah, yeah. TikToks, making TikToks, you name it. You actually straddle that world, really, don't you? Between influencer and serious well, boxing coach. If I was still doing a bit now, yeah, I wonder if I always think sometimes, could I? Could I get on the Misfit shows? Do you think that time has not been on your side there? That you should. Yeah, I'm not. Listen, don't get the violins out. But yeah, I reckon a few years later you could have got me and and the Misfit shows. Well, you manage young William Crawler, who's had his first professional fight. Yeah. So the, you can always try and try and get him, him on him now and yeah, speak to the boys. Try and get yeah, get, make him a, an Instagram star and yeah, I could try. He's not he's not like me though. He's um, I mean, I, I don't like the phone and I don't like the camera as you know. Well, there's, but, there's there's two things that yeah, I've, you, you love more than anything. Well, one is the camera, and two is the mirror. I think is that fair? I I don't. I honestly don't know. You're on about it. Don't put no. wrong with it. Yeah. So anyway, Will's a different animal, is what you're saying. Yeah. So he might uh, swerve that. He's uh, he's all over that a bit. But anyway, but people that are all over these things, Connor Ben's been all over social media. Yeah. This week, he's been doing a little bit with Charlie Parsnips, as you say, and yeah. And uh, talking about Eubank Jr., Eddie Hearn, Charlie Sims have all been having a having a, a little chat about it. Josh Taylor, well, Josh. Connor, Connor, and Josh have had it. Anyone, anyone can get it at the minute. Yes, yeah. it's, it's all going all over the place. But the actual main news that broke over the weekend was about Connor Ben, Chris Eubank Jr. There's this provisional date of September the 23rd. We understand it could be in Abu Dhabi. Eddie, yeah. Connor, everyone's saying, well, if things can be sorted out with UCAD, Wembley was Connor's thing. Uh, it could be yeah. obviously still in the UK. I mean, this just still is is far from yeah. clear. This whole situation before anyone starts getting giddy yeah. about these two fighting, they were meant to fight. Obviously, it was October of last yes. year. Yes, we know why the two failed drug tests for Conor Ben. 
I mean, how? Where are you? Where are we with UCAD and Connor now? Anyway, I mean, I know that the lawyers are talking and doing all this, but how long is that all going to take? And then what we're going to know? What we're going to find out? We, we we have no idea, Dom. And that's the the thing is right. And it's all right me saying I like Connor Ben and other people Mm -hmm. going, oh, he's a great lad and that. But this couldn't have been handled any worse. Let's be honest; it's been handled terrible. And I don't. And Eddie Hearn said that. I think sometimes he wish someone had set the phone up for him. I'm sure we've said that in person himself and is it like it couldn't have been handled any worse like mm. i just no one's got any answers and i think because connor was so vocal about i want to prove to everyone and it's like at the minute no one's seen anything no one's seen anything and fights have been talked about and obviously in a sport like boxing people want to know like well you're going to show us why you're innocent first mm. and listen hopefully hopefully it does but as of yet no one's no one's seen that so that's why it's causing such controversy. And I know um, Carl Frampton, he was vocal about it. And listen, he's like, he's somewhat along the lines of, so, you know, you can fail a drug test, not serve any ban, but then even more, earn more money because of the news it's made. Mm. It's somewhat along those lines. I have to pick the tweet out. And it's, I just, um, I don't, I will, I don't think anyone, by the sounds of it when we're speaking to Eddie, I don't think anyone has, has, has advised Connor because it, it's been handled horrendously. It, it's, and it just, it does look terrible for boxing, mm. no matter what, but like, we, we just, we want to see this, you know, I know there's jokes about, people joke about eggs, people joke about this 100 odd page document, yeah. but people want to see something, and that fight, 100% should be happening in the UK, not over, mm. overseas, because, listen, the riot, everything that was built on that last time. Do you know what I mean? I mean, do you remember you those know, simpler UK? days when people just weren't happy with the weight difference and the size difference? <laughs> that was that was a controversy prior to was, the original fight. Yeah, that these two then, lads are just different. You know, they shouldn't now, be fighting weight for that reason. Uh, and then yeah, the weight and you've, and you've got to remember as well. Eubank Junior is meant to have fought Liam twice, yeah, and obviously yeah. Liam's Liam's been injured. So yeah, now is that going? I I mean, I don't know. Is is Junior contracted? For that fight, can he now get out of it? Hmm. The um, the politics of boxing is um, a strange one, but I think we, we, we're going to have to hear something soon. Um, and I don't like to say... This is the point, though. If we don't hear something, if the UCAD thing isn't clear, if we, if we don't learn anything new, presumably that fight is going to get made for Abu Dhabi and it's going to yeah. go full steam ahead. And that then raises this question about That's... the British Boxing Board of Control yeah. and license holders with the board and... And again, Robert Smith, I think, has been pretty clear on this whole situation. No, he has. With is, the board in UCAD, then no one with a license can take no part No, can, can take part in that. So I don't How know what will happen that, there. Though, to enforce that in a, well, in a jurisdiction overseas? That's that's a good question. One thing I do remember, do you remember when Hay and Chisora hmm. um, was fighting? But they had a little melee in Munich first, didn't they? And then, yes. And then, yeah, and, uh, then, and as a result of that... They fought out <laughs> Park, but yeah. it wasn't under... A British no, box license. So wasn't it? it was under Luxembourg. Yeah. And I remember at the time, anyone being an active boxer at the time, I remember everyone got a letter. Anyone who takes part in this event, mm. the license will be reviewed. And nothing, nothing did happen for the ones who, you know, did take part in it. But it puts the board in a situation because and it also puts the fighters in a situation as well, let's be honest. Because if you do that, but Robert Robert's been really vocal about it, hasn't yeah. he? So there's, I, I just, I don't know. I, I can't imagine him not, not doing that. Do you know if he, if he's not cleared? You know with the Abu Dhabi, I just can't see him allowing it or 
they put out there in paper whether they can fight on a different license. I'm not sure, but then I don't know how strict the board can be. It's um, it's not me like sucking up to the board or anything like that, but you've also got to be realistic in the sense yeah. where the board, they're obviously going to turn down a lot of money. They're obviously going to turn down a lot of money, miss out on big payday, which go into there. But then some of the fighters who you imagine would be on that card would be would be some big British fighters. Well, and then it's, it's the trainers one. and everyone else. It's, it's trainers everyone. isn't so, a one. It's the whole so yeah, team. it's the team. So there you go. Yeah. yeah, the coaches is a big one because yeah. obviously you've got um, Tony Sims. Has, it's got an unbelievable stable. Mm. So you'd, he'd be in the corner for kind of Ben. Then how does that happen? Jeez, I feel like Randall here. I'm not a snitch. But how does does that then does that then affect him? Coaching his fighters or cornering his fighters when he comes back. There's there's so many questions to answer. But then, then there's also as well. Finally, on this subject, there is just a simple ethical question. If he isn't cleared by UCAD and yeah. it goes ahead in Abu Dhabi, what does that, that say? No, it's. That, that, I mean, again, Eddie Hearn's going to get a lot of stick. Of Everyone's going to get a lot of stick involved with the the promotion because again, it will be seen to be saying, "Hang on a minute, yeah, you can fail drug tests, but life goes on, and you get more money because it's, it's grown." It Listen, let's not be around the bush. It looks mm. terrible for boxing. Yeah. If if it's not cleared by UCAD or some explanation or some. Been put yeah. for, but put not put forward. Um, we'll see, but yeah, could yeah. you imagine boxing a boxing would be in trouble and the the heat would get online and mm. some of it justified. On a lighter note, Go your on. old mate in the wildcard gym in Hollywood, Los Angeles, got married in the ring the other day. Yeah, did you see that, Freddie Roach. Freddie Roach and Maria, of course, yeah. I did. Yeah, I know uh, it was nice to see. It very. Uh, he went to town as well, didn't he, with his his get up? Yeah, yeah, it was a three piece wildcard t shirt. <laughs> yeah, sure, got one of them. Um, but yeah, no, him and Maria, she's she's lovely as well. She was always, she was always really helpful to us, and I imagine all the fighters who went over from the yeah. UK. Um, You've been snotted a few times in that ring. Haven't I you? have. I've had a few second prizes in the. Uh, the wild card gym. Thankfully, I'll give a few out, but I've certainly had a few <laughs> second prizes in there as well. Um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's what other place to get married? Yeah, it was um, yeah, and they got yeah, they got married upstairs. So I'm a damn, you know, I'm a sucker for a good love story. Yeah. So for them, they're just wild card ring yeah. where they've seen so many greats. It, it just it made perfect sense, didn't it? Of course it did. Yeah. Well. Best of luck to them too. Was there, uh, yeah, nice images coming from the wild card yeah. as well. Right, Anthony, we get to this point now where we want to find out what you think has been the stars of the show this yeah. weekend, the previous weekend, in terms of you know the the promotions, the atmosphere, ring walks, fight of the night, trainer, boxer, whatever's taking your fancy, the build, yeah. everything else. So I mean, if we start with the, the kind of the obvious one in terms of the cards, I mean, we're mainly looking obviously at York Hall and at the the Smoothie King Centre. It's, it's a tough one, that, to separate this week because I know the main event <coughs> didn't deliver in either, did it? But, you know, mm. when you look at the undercard, I thought, like I say, I thought Lima McKenna was a good fight. I thought there was, I thought there was a few decent bouts on that card. And then, same on the you undercard. You don't have long to do a ring walk at York Hall, do you? You don't. You don't have... Um, no, it's just really, really short. Yeah. I think it's probably the shortest ring walk in, in, a yeah. British, in British boxing. York Hall, yeah. So your tune's just kicking in. Bang, you've got to get you've that. Just got to if delay you it. Your call, you've. Do you know what? No way of a lie. I remember this again. I was working with you <laughs> on that show. There's a fighter who come out to uh, Andrea Bacelli time to say goodbye, <laughs> and he did not walk 
till the full song. Yeah. Like kicked it, like you know, it probably it was a good two and a half minute. Just stood was there. That Tommy Jacobs. Tommy Jacobs, it was. I thought he was wearing the Centurion gear, wasn't he? He come out dressed as a gladiator. He did, a gladiator and he fought Kevin McCauley. And ah, he, he had a good. bit of bother with him as well, didn't yeah, he? That night? Yeah, he did. And uh, yeah. Kevin had a go, and his, his kid was yeah. ringside, and I thought, yeah. I'm having a go here. I'm sure, yeah. my son can do with it. And I'm telling you now, it was nearly the full song played before he started walking. Well, that's, you should enjoy your moment, shouldn't you? I, I always say to the fighters, don't don't rush. Yeah, yeah. You said that to your will. I remember. Yeah, because yeah, it was, cause did, he, yeah, it was crazy nights. Crazy, yeah, crazy get, night. You get one professional debut. I'll probably learn it off Joe, actually. Mm. Um, you know, enjoy that moment in your spotlight. Don't be rushed. Yeah, and that's funny enough. That was one line that Fraser Clark said when you were doing the Q and A with him last week in Felton, and he said, "This yeah. is this is Anthony Crawler, world champion, blah blah yeah. blah, the only fellow that can have the whole of Manchester singing along to Whitney Houston." Yeah, it's uh, a fair point. Actually, I it was a good line from Fraser. No, it was, it was, but I, uh, I didn't even think of it like that. But like, you've got to enjoy those moments, you know. Mm. Strut your feathers, and you know what I mean. That's you. Yeah, you know, you've got to enjoy it. I know I say it, probably boring. I've probably said it hundreds of times, but. That for me, I can't imagine any drink or drug giving you that kind of high walking out in front of thousands of people. Yeah. Spotlight on you. As you know, I don't like the camera, but yeah. <laughs> right, so which one is it? Oh, God. Tough. Progre oh, was walking in. He was, he was wrapped into the arena, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Are you on about favourite Everything. Walk, it's, it's the promotion, it's the card, the it's promotion. the whole thing. You've just got to decide I which one's the winner. I just think it's hard to beat a York Hall A York Hall You're show. sticking with that, right. Yeah, okay. but although the card might have been a bit more interesting in um, New Orleans. Right, fair enough. And in terms of fight of the weekend, fighter of the weekend? Fighter of the weekend is a toss-up mm -hmm. between Tim Suzuki yeah. and also Guzman. Yeah, that yeah. that was a great win. That was a great win, and it was a great knockout. There, I think it's hard to separate the either one of them. But yeah, um, I think Tim Zoo proved he had done for a bit really, but proved he's a genuine threat mm. to Charlo. And uh, Guzman has put herself right in the world title picture. And can you pick out a fight? Fight. Is it McKenna Lena? Lima, McKenna Lima, I did enjoy. Yeah. yeah, McKenna Lima, I did enjoy. Listen, I also enjoyed it. was a very good performance, and he asked a few questions. Riley and Taj yeah. was exciting. It was a bit of a shootout, wasn't it? Just, mm. I think, Vidal Riley being that lot more polished was the difference. But McKenna Lima, because I was looking forward to it. Yeah, McKenna Lima, that was me. Uh, that was me favourite fight of the weekend. And, and away from everything, away from the cards, it could just be what you've been doing yourself, social media. Have you got a hero of the week? Hero of the week. I wish you would have told me this. I would have thought about it here over the week. Are you a villain? It might be. Um, I saw those um, three brothers, no, two brothers and a dad. It's called something like the family. Family. It's like oh, the dancing. The, the dancing. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> I think they put out some really inspiring videos. Family and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. I always They're see your yeah. heroes of the week. You yeah, the heroes of the week, then, every week. I know I need to find out, and I, but I just, I'm just there for the comments. I know what you mean because they, they cause they cause uh, a lot I'm of consternation, impressed. don't yeah. they? With their, their no moves. one brings no one brings the nation together <laughs> like those three, like joins them together to all have the same opinion. So right. yeah, I think they're called the family. 
family. Oh, yeah. family. Oh, I see. Something that's like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. there's some great, great comments of which I'm here for. Right, very good. Well, we know that obviously this week you should have been building up for Jake James in a big yeah. fight down Tetley. That's not going to happen now on Friday, but um, there is a, a, still a, a decent show to look forward to. Anyone in the area should get themselves down to... Yeah, definitely over to Bolton. To the uh, University of Bolton Stadium, the Premier Suite. Some, Steve some... Wood, VIP. Yep, Steve's always uh, yep. putting the local fighters on. And listen, you look at Steve over the years, some of the fighters he's brought through, he's had world champions of his own. So. Yeah, Terry Flanagan. Terry. You nearly did battle we with. nearly did. Near, should have done. Went to the same but, school. Yeah, same school. He's a blue, you're a red. How can you sell that one? They would have struggled, wouldn't they? Yeah, but yeah. shame, shame. But anyway, that never happened. But there is also as well a big card, Edgar Belanga and Jason Quigley, that at MSG. Wow. Now, it's a big that, opportunity for Quigley. Not many it is will think he can I do like it. But the, um, Listen, he seems confident in yeah. the uh, in the build-up. And I know he wasn't impressed with Belanga wearing shades inside. Mm. Um, but yeah, <laughs> he wasn't impressed with that. But no, You that, never worn shades inside? No, no chance. Mm. For, uh, Apart from at the uh, the workout it, the other week, actually, in uh, just down the road from here, when your Will was was, was doing it? his very first workout, you had your yeah, but uh, they was like oh they right, they slash clear glasses. Were they? Yeah, that's right. They okay, were, so you've got to let me let me live there. Right, so Belanga, Belanga anyway. Belanga, probably. can you? Hey, I was there for Serrano Taylor. Hmm. I know this is in the theatre, I think, isn't it? Or yeah. is it? Or is it in the main arena? I'm not sure. It's at the garden. That's all I know. Actually, we'll have Either to check way, on that. Name me two more passionate fans yeah. than the Irish and the Puerto Ricans. I'll wait. Yeah, no, it'll be a fantastic atmosphere, no doubt about that. So there you have it. There's plenty more coming up this weekend. Hope uh, you've taken something from that review. And uh, episode two, Ant, we're, uh, we're in, in the swing, kind of. Yeah. More features, time, yeah. more stuff to come as we go along. But there you yeah. are. Click, like, subscribe. Yeah. Yeah, do all of that, as Leave, you say. Um, yeah. Positive comments, negative comments. Yeah, let mm -hmm. us know. Yeah, usually on your attire and all that, you welcome I'm all of that, don't you? Open, yeah. I'm always open to criticism and um, feedback, feedback, sorry. Well, there you go. It's been a pleasure. This, of course, is the Boxing Review Show on Boxing Social. Sports Social Podcast Network.